Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Ruthie Zell of the Nine Network. After many months of planning and construction, the owners of of a project, it's, I won't call it one of a kind because we know there's at least one other in the area, um, <laughs> but it's in Old North St. Louis, and now you're calling this place home. Gina and Travis Sheridan just recently moved into their house, which is made out of nine steel shipping containers and located in the Old North neighborhood. For those of you who don't know where that is, that's like around Crown Candy, right? 175 steps from Crown Candy. Yeah. Okay, well... <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in. Um, first, congratulations. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks home. for having us. Uh, and I'm wondering, my first experience with shipping containers as architecture was when the High Point Diner first opened up. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, and I thought it was so cool. And, I, and so I'm saying, what is this material? And I had to ask. And he said, shipping containers. And I thought, you know. This will make a pretty cool house. And voila. <laughs> Here we, we go. We now have one <laughs> in St. Louis. So where where did the idea for this come from in the first place? How did you get inspired? Well, we, uh, we've we lived in Old North for about seven years, and the there's a lot right across the street from where we used to live that has a beautiful view of the Gateway Arch. And so we, we, wanted, we knew we always wanted to build something on that lot, build a house on that lot, because we love looking at and, and just admiring our, our beautiful public art that is the, the Gateway Arch. And I got a chance to meet Zach Smithy, who is the uh, St. Louis and St. Charles artist who also built a container house out in the St. Charles area, and said, why don't we go out and take a look at his? Let's see if it is something we could live in. Does it feel like we're living in the back of a semi-truck, or does it feel like we're living in a home? And and it really became an uh, a concept to take a, a, a material that's not really used that, that, that often and see if we could repurpose it into a home, and it, and it worked. It certainly did. Now, I saw some video over the weekend. I guess one of the television stations came over. You had an open house. I would have been there had I known. Sorry about that. <laughs> so what was the reaction of the people that came to the open house? Yeah, so every year, Old North St. Louis Restoration Group um, holds uh, a home and community tour, um, and our home was on the tour only two weeks after we moved in. <laughs> um, and uh, so we had about 357 people through our home, and um, people's reactions were were so positive and encouraging and supportive. Um, they were wowed by the architecture. Um, we also had our contractor and Zach Smithy in the house so they could answer a lot of questions that we couldn't. Um, and it, it was a really positive experience. It was wonderful meeting all those people. And I also want to thank you for letting one of our photographers come in. Uh, shout out to David Kovaluk. He came in. He took some pictures. Uh, those will be posted on our website later this afternoon. Uh, in the meantime, can you guys kind of paint an audio picture for us of what we would see when we come inside? Well, it's, it, if anybody's ever explored any of the lofts in downtown St. Louis, they're probably familiar with what an open floor plan looks like and feels like. Uh, the ceilings are higher than normally expected when you walk into a house. They're nine and a half foot ceilings. Uh, the entire, each floor is, is open. Uh, it's colorful because it is filled with art. Uh, and what I, what I think people will experience the most is when they get up to the second and the third floor and they see a floating bed and uh, a wonderful eight foot by eight foot shower <laughs> that has just Ooh. placed uh, to really 
really just start your morning. And then up on the third floor is where we've created our gallery space. Uh, you know, we're sitting in Grand Center right now. We've always been inspired by the institutions in St. Louis, uh, specifically the Pulitzer uh, Foundation in that building. And when I first went in there, when, when we visited, I thought, wow, wouldn't it be great to live in an art gallery? And and so if, you're, if the listeners can picture what it might look like to have a house inside an art gallery, that's really what we've created. But also know that it looks like a normal house on the inside. <laughs> right, Some yes. people think we're just inside a, in steel walls, but it's drywalled, insulated, um, you know, nice energy efficient windows and things like that. So it does look like a normal open house on the inside. And for anyone with questions about this wonderful house, I, I did see a picture of the exterior. Mm-hmm. And it is. I mean, there's brick, right? There is no brick. There's no brick. Well, Not a single. Well, uh, Zach Smithy's house has brick in St. Charles. That's but, it. Mm-hmm. But we'll, there is no brick on our house. We okay. have one brick that's a piece of art that we <laughs> that because we want because we do admire St. Louis bricks. Uh, what's really curious is the house we moved out of was built in 1899, and the house that we just moved into was built in 2019. There's a 120 year gap between these two houses, and we would like to think that uh, this new house will be around for 100 or 200 years also. All right. Um, please, listeners, if you have any questions, any comment for the Sheridans, give us a call, 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or send us a tweet at STL on air, or email us at stlpublicradio.org. Now, you do, again, as we said, you're in Old North St. Louis, and you explain why you were here to, to build there. Mm-hmm. So... Making a commitment like that, isn't that a little financially risky? Um, some people would say that, yes. <laughs> um, I think that um, the, the, actually the cost of steel went up since we um, got the original estimate for the project, so that was a little bit of a surprise. Um, we chose this design because um, it, it would keep costs low. We didn't want to um, jack up prices too much in, in North City in our neighborhood. Um, and, uh, yeah, some people would say that. But, you know, uh, the neighbor- neighborhoods aren't going to improve unless people make investments in those neighborhoods. And we've seen uh, throughout time uh, so many people in Old North working to make investments either in their own home or in their businesses, and we are just following suit. We are following in a long line of people that have chosen to be in Old North and make investments in Old North. Mm-hmm. All right. So there is a process for going through this, one of which is the zoning department. How did they react to all this? The city was actually very, very supportive of um, the whole project. That was almost the easiest part. Um, The most challenging part, I think, was um, finding a lender who would, um, you know, take a chance on a new material. Um, We went through um, applying for six different um, banks before we found uh, Enterprise Bank and Trust. And, um, and so it was a challenge and, and we were, you know, lucky enough that we had a nice place to live in the meantime and had some time and were patient. And whenever anyone told us no, we didn't give up. And the, the city, if I, I joke around and say, if I had a whole list of people that made this process difficult, the city is not on the list mm-hmm. at all. And everybody will, everybody has asked, you know, well, wh- how did the city respond? Or what? They were great. Uh, the, the entire administration was very supportive. Uh, the inspectors that came out, uh, you know, w- were looked at everything. I think a lot of that is both the willingness of the city to, to explore projects like this, and then a lot has to do with our general contractor, Joe Bandalos, who made sure that the work he was doing was going to pass inspection. Mm-hmm. All right. So you, you didn't get any problems from the city. What about entities like insurance companies? 
Um, we've had a nice uh, insurance provider for a very long time, and so he, you know, is totally able to work with us, um, shelter insurance. <laughs> and um, um, I think, you know, the, one of the challenges in um, living in North City and, and trying to get home improvements or, you know, a fence um, up <laughs> in your yard um, is that, um, you know, some businesses say that they serve the entire metro area, but when you call, they say, oh, we don't serve that zip code. And, you know, it makes us pause and wonder, hmm, why could that be? And um, so we're, we're really working, uh, a lot of our neighbors are working on this spreadsheet where we have businesses that tell us yes, and we use regularly and spread the word about them. And there's also a tab for businesses that tell us no. And we are going to publish that on, on the Old North website and share that with our neighbors widely. How about the bankers? So uh, like Gina mentioned, we, uh, we were running into problems with financing. There's two things that were stacked against us, no pun intended, since we stacked <laughs> containers. Uh, there's two things that were stacked against us. One, uh, the, the neighborhood itself. Uh, there aren't a lot of comparable sales out there, or comps as they're called, uh, and so they, they weren't able to identify something else that, that shared the same risk profile. Secondly, the material is, very, is new. Uh, I remember talking to some bankers and saying, asking what happened when we went from sticks to bricks like that so whoever built the first house out of brick must have had a heck of a time getting financing <laughs> because somebody said you're using uh, you know clay uh, clay squares that's not going to work use sticks or logs instead this is a new material uh, just recently at the national level uh, steel containers have been recognized as uh, viable and normal building materials uh, that doesn't necessarily translate it all the way down at the local level yet and it hasn't translated into the financial industry um, and so like Gina said we we had six banks say a snow, say no before uh, seventh bank said yes. And every time a bank said no, and this goes to you know some of the persistence that we had, we would just look at them or respond and say, "We get it. You're not cool. That's fine. We're going to find the cool bank. The cool bank will do this." <laughs> Let's go to the phones now. Uh, David is calling from Florissant with a question. Good afternoon, David. Good afternoon. Um, I'm curious why use a shipping container uh, as a construction material for a home. I'm I'm wondering what what the advantages are of of doing that. Is are you saving uh, a good amount of money, or because the the, the construction techniques are uh, quite a bit different than using uh, lumber and and bricks? Yeah, there's a couple of reasons why we did. There's a couple reasons why we did that. First of all, uh, these containers that we used were out at the end of their useful life, which meant they were headed to the scrapyard. Uh, we have now taken those and removed them from ending up in a scrapyard, and they get to be a house for 100 or 150 years. So it's it's a way to repurpose materials and, and give them a second life. Uh, the second issue uh, has to do with the creativity of it. Uh, we liked the the rigidity of a container, both phys both literally and uh, figuratively. We wanted to see what we could do with that sort of, uh, those sort of constraints. And then the last thing that I'll add is uh, it was about 80% less expensive uh, to build a house of this size uh, using shipping containers than it was to build with traditional stick built. And the inside, where Gina mentioned that there's drywall, it is, you know, wood studs are on the inside. We just knew that the exterior uh, and the structure of the material, the structure of the house was going to be out of containers. And I'll say also that um, we are a non-traditional couple, and we didn't want, um, you know, something that looks like everything else. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're talking with uh, Travis and Gina Sheridan, the owners and inhabitants of St. Louis's first home built from shipping containers. Uh, may I ask, what was the final price tag on this? <laughs> 
Well, we we differ on what we say publicly and what we know in our hearts. But I, I'll tell you. <laughs> but it, it was it was about three hundred and twenty thousand uh, dollars for a house that is three thousand square feet. So it was just over a hundred dollars a square foot, uh, which is uh, really a deal when you think about a custom built house where we got to pick what happened in every corner and every square foot of it. So now let's get back to that St. Charles County house because we mentioned it briefly because I misidentified it. Sorry about that. So it's owned by Zach and Bree Smithy. Did you talk with them first? Did you get any advice before you started on this? Because they they had their, their house up first. Yeah, they, uh, they've consulted. Zach has been a consultant on this project the entire time. In fact, I sent him my original drawings, and he said, okay, but here's how it can really work. Because <laughs> he's he you know he built his house himself. He built it by hand. So he was intimately involved in the construction process. He's the one that helped us find uh, Joe Bandalos, our general contractor. Uh, and, and Gina and I had a chance to go out and visit the house, too. Yeah, and it was actually featured on a Netflix show. Um, yeah, Amazing Exter- interiors. interiors. Amazing Interiors yeah. on Netflix. Episode yes. three. Um, <laughs> Travis makes an appearance. It's really cute. Um, but yeah, we got to see their house. Um, we became friends with them. Um, they, uh, you know, helped with the design um, and floor plan inside. Um, and so they've really been invaluable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a call from Brad in Overland. He was asking about... How do you deal with rust prevention? So the ma- the metal has all been treated. Uh, the paint that's on it is uh, special special paint to help prevent uh, rust long term. Uh, you know these these containers have gone across the oceans, uh, back and forth, probably from Asia and, and Europe. Uh, th- so the team, uh, the construction team, helped reclaim them, uh, take off any rust that looked like it could have been deteriorating, and and put the, the paint on for longer term. They will need maintenance over the years, just like a brick house will need tuck pointing. This will need uh, you know power washing and repairs. Probably not as frequently as a brick house would uh, need tuck pointing, but we will. It, it will. The material will last quite a while. How about um, as far as energy efficiency? Was that a big factor in how you? put everything together? Yeah, we came from a lovely but drafty 1899 home, and um, I was always cold, and <laughs> and the energy costs were high, and um, and so that was really important to us to get um, some energy efficiency um, in their windows and HVAC and, and things like that, so yeah. And the house, we uh, didn't have the budget to put solar in initially, but the house is prepped and ready for solar. Uh, the roof is flat with a perfect wet, uh, southwestern exposure. So uh, when we do have some additional resources, we're only lacking time and money at this point. But when we have some additional resources, we are looking to put solar on the, in the building as well. Is this the kind of home where you could add on? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Even though a lot of our neighbors refer to it as a Minecraft house, it's yeah. pretty much uh, set it and forget it. Like, there's not a lot that we will do to it. You could probably add a garage, but we're, we've, we're so used to street parking. We have a little carport in the back. We're fine as it is. Okay. I believe we have a, another caller from St. Louis. Philip is on the line. Hello, Philip. Morning. Good, uh, good morning to you and your guests. I wanted to ask that. I wanted to ask them as. Is this a solution that possibly for the problem in St. Louis and other areas of the country where they continue to talk about the lack of affordable housing? Uh, I was wondering, could, uh, you know, they possibly, uh, you know, people get a, a shipping container and sort of modify it to, to live in it, and it would be quick and uh, ready-made and sturdy and durable and possibly serve as, uh, at least as a, a temporary affordable housing until somebody could, you know, I don't know, save up their money and get something better, but it would still be something in the meantime. Uh, could your guests respond to that? And thank you. 
Yeah, the uh, this this is great. I, I think container houses are great for especially urban infill. Uh, we have a lot of vacant line, land in St. Louis. Uh, our house I, it gave the price tag of three hundred twenty thousand square feet, but it is also three three thousand or three hundred twenty thousand dollars and three thousand square feet. So a much smaller one could be built for a much less uh, you know sticker sticker price. Uh, there are a lot of great designs you can do with two, three, and four containers, not necessarily nine containers uh, that can fit on city lots. Uh, it is a great. The other thing is that they're replicable, right? If you have a if you have a model uh, or a floor plan that is good for two containers, uh, you can do that repeatedly in a, in a neighborhood. And I do know that our general contractor uh, and uh, Zach Smithy are already talking to people about uh, several projects uh, in St. Louis area. All right. All right now, art d- plays a very big role in your house. So, what was the process for incorporating that into your design? Um, so I, I am not an artist. Travis dabbles in um, creating art, um, but I love to curate. I love to support artists, um, wh- whether I tr- when when I'm traveling or um, you know local artists in St. Louis or where we're from in California. Um, and really putting together um, the pieces on the wall or on the shelf, um, it, it just brings me such joy. Um, and there were some pieces we kind of we're we're kind of in a situation where we have too much art, <laughs> and um, and so having you know this blank slate to work from was was really nice. Um, We've had we put up some pieces like the Firecracker Press, the Solar System prints. It's a it's a giant um, fifteen piece um, work. It's going to be uh, on the website, um, but uh, we didn't we hadn't displayed that yet. And so to have that up in our living room and to see it every day, it's um, just wonderful. And I think some people uh, when they have a house, they make they they take their art and make it fit the house. We had the luxury of having our art first and then building a house that we knew would fit the art. Yeah, that is quite a luxury. <laughs> you know, um, I have mentioned the High Point uh, mm-hmm. Diner, and I've also seen shipping containers being used for hydroponic gardens. Mm-hmm. So what are the chances that we could see, like, Sheridan Farms <laughs> right next door to Casa Sheridan? <laughs> Probably pretty slim. Uh, we are not good at growing things. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, there could be uh, Old North Farms that somebody else could put right next to Casa Sheridan, and we would really appreciate that. In fact, there are there's a wonderful uh, public garden, uh, shared garden, and farmer's market that happens in Old North, and uh, it would be great for somebody to find other reasons to put shipping containers in the in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And there's also, um, many of your listeners might know um, Rockwell Brewery um, Brewing Company on Band of Enter is made of shipping containers. It's a wonderful place with delicious beer and food. Yeah, so more people are using this as as a medium and as a material, uh, and we're really excited. Again, we weren't the first. Uh, even Zach Smithy wasn't the first. This has been done a lot of other places around the country and around the world. Uh, it has been nice to get some attention, not just for the house, but especially for Old North St. Louis and the north side of St. Louis that uh, doesn't always get the same type of attention as the rest of the region. Yeah, I suspect you've, you've provided some inspiration to a few people. Are you willing to give advice to folks? Absolutely. We're always willing to give advice. Uh, we're willing to, uh, you know, share floor plans with people. We want this to be easier for the next person. And I think that's the thing. Maybe it's because of my background working with startups or Gina's background as a librarian, helping people continue to find, get access to information about things. This was a challenge for us. We We want it to be incrementally or significantly less of a challenge for the next person. And to set that trend so that the third, fourth, and fifth becomes easier and easier for people. Well, Gina and Travis Sheridan, thanks so much for joining us today. 
This is St. Louis on the air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.